I'm Alice. And I'm Annalise. And I'm Sam. And And you're you're listening to Experimental. Whenever we do that, I always think of like the Disney Channel. And you're watching Disney Disney Channel. (laughs) I wish we had wands. We should start doing like a motion with a wand every time we introduce the show. A motion with a wand. (laughs) A motion? Oh, oh, a motion. A motion. Not a motion. Um, Alice and I are back together, finally. Yay! So this week, the the caller-inner is not me. (laughs) caller-inner. Not me. It's Sam. Hey. Nurse Sam. Sam. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. RN, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. We wanted to talk to Sam because, first of all, she's a good friend of ours and she's a beautiful human being. Inside and out. Inside and out. And second of all, because Sam is a nurse. Yeah. RN. And we are in a pandemic. So we just kind of wanted to talk about like everything going on with that. And you and you graduated with us. So this is also like your first year. This has been your first year basically experiencing this. Yeah. Yeah, it's honestly been a whirlwind roller coaster ride. I can't even like if you had told me that this would happen during my first year of nursing, I would have told you you were a liar. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. If you walked up to me at graduation and said this is going to happen, I literally would have not walked across that stage. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love my profession. <laughs> oh my God. But, oh yeah, my God. it's been wild. So, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm in my first year of nursing as a registered nurse um, working here where where we went to school in dc um at a hospital and been super exposed to covid um i honestly can't even tell you what life was like before covid in terms of my job it's just been crazy but so what unit do you work on so i work on um it's an intermediate care unit which is essentially one level below an icu So we have a lot of people that kind of um, either they were in the ICU and they are getting better. So they, uh, quote unquote, they call it like step down the patient to us. Or we have patients who are, you know, walkie talkie, like um, kind of we're just like having them on observation or they just got a surgery. But all of a sudden they're not doing so well. So then they get stepped up to us. Um, So you have a mix of like. Any and all types of different things. Yeah, like we could have a really not so hard floor, and then we could have like the worst of the worst patients who are like borderline ICU, but the ICUs are so packed that we have to have them on our floor, um, which has essentially happened a lot during this pandemic because, you know, nationwide or worldwide even, like ICUs are just so packed to the brim. Um, so we've had a lot of really sick people, but yeah, so I'm on an intermediate care unit and it's not specialized. It's like a general medical surgical floor. So I literally see patients with every kind of diagnosis, which is pretty cool. So have you, has your unit like increased the number of patients to deal with COVID or have you, this is like off script, but have you, or has it been like, you've had to kind of like not bump patients up into your unit because you're so packed with COVID? Um, So we have a certain number of rooms that are actually blocked for COVID patients. So we have 18 beds on our unit and we have five rooms that are dedicated towards like keeping COVID patients in those rooms. Mm. Um, And they're called isolation rooms. And they have like, they actually have special machines in there that create negative pressure for these COVID patients. Um, so, yeah, so we won't... What's negative pressure? Negative pressure, I mean, with, like, airborne diseases and stuff like that, you have mm-hmm. to create this pressure um, that prevents, like, the virus or the respiratory illness from, like, essentially spreading throughout the unit. Uh-huh. Um, because, you know, like, when the door is open, then it's just, like, a rush of air out. So it kind of like keeps it within the room. 
Oh, whoa. Um, so like, like a vacuum kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of. Cool. It's interesting. Um, they're actually sucks. really loud machines. It's, it's quite <laughs> annoying. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have five rooms that we can admit COVID patients into. And they won't, like, put any other types of patients in there. Like, it's strictly COVID. Oh, wow. Um, so we can only take five at a time. But sometimes they'll occasionally, like, throw a COVID patient in another room. And we just have to get, like, a special machine put in the room. Um, I would say we've only had, like, five or six at a time. Um, But it just depends. And then there's some units that are, you know, dedicated to only COVID patients and not any other type of patient. Oh, so you're not the only ones in your hospital with COVID. You just have the ones that are... Yeah. So, like, not not all units are mixed. We're one of the only units that has, like both COVID patients and your average, like, normal patients that we would see, pri- like, before this pandemic. Wow. Like, some units have, like, only COVID patients. So those nurses are only working with COVID, which, I mean, props to them. I've never done that. Um, I've always had a mix. But, yeah. So do people, it just depends. Did, this is also off trip. I'm just sorry. I'm spitballing now. But did, did nurses – I'm banging. I'm sorry. Did nurses, like – and doctors get transferred from other, like, redistributed from other units with yes. to work in the COVID unit? Or was it just, like, an entire floor just was kind of like, okay, this is the COVID floor now? No. Um, yeah, so that happened. Wow, there's, like, a couple different things that happened. So my I live with three other nurses. Um, and so one of my roommates, actually, her unit got shut down. And they had to turn it into a whole new covid unit oh whoa what what was she on so she was on um a neuro uh like medical surgical floor oh wow and they turned it into a covid icu and obviously she's not icu trained therefore they didn't need those nurses on the floor anymore so they kind of just dispersed them throughout the hospital and they did that with like several other units because we went from three icus to six icus within a couple weeks so, oh my God. they literally had to place these nurses in, like, random spots in the hospital. Um, we had a bunch of PACU nurses, which is, um, they work with patients, like, right after surgery when they're still, like, coming out of anesthesia. Um, and so those nurses, you know, we aren't having elective surgeries right now. We're only having emergency surgeries. Um, so they mm. didn't really need those nurses either. They only needed a select handful of those PACU nurses. So we had a bunch of PACU nurses working on our floor for a couple months. Okay. So, I mean, it just depended on like what area you're working in. Um, like surgery, obviously, and they're not having a whole bunch of surgeries. So that got messed up. And then my roommate situation, like all that kind of stuff. So for the most part though, we all stayed on the unit. However, since we went to six ICUs instead of three, they needed to staff those ICUs. So they had nurses on um, intermediate care units, like my unit, volunteer to work on the ICUs. So a lot of my coworkers actually did that. And then um, basically if whatever shift they were working, if the ICUs needed them, they would just go out there for a shift. So yeah, I actually had ICU training, which was honestly like not expected at all I was told that since I'm a new nurse like it would be ideal for me to stay in my unit you know I'm only I'm not even a year in um but then I turned around you're gonna be a year yeah in in about a month yeah holy crap I know it went by so fast but um I turned around and they're like oh yeah you're going to one of the ICUs today and I was like what they're like, yeah, you got to get, um, you have to get orienta- oriented to the floor in case they need you one day. And I was like, you've got to be oh! kidding. It was crazy. But so, like a very cool experience because I think it, eventually I want to be on an ICU. Um, but, you know, it was just thrown at me and I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's literally, that sounds like a nightmare because I have a reoccurring nightmare where like I'm dancing and uh like they just throw me on stage but for like the wrong dance like a dance I don't know yeah. and then I just like stand there like I'm sure that's how <laughs> I'm sorry I, I love I'm, I, I'm like Ooh. as a dancer that sounds nightmarish but yeah, yeah it was but it's like that times a million yeah and you're next, like, <laughs> I know it was crazy I was not expecting it but it was fine like 
I had a really good experience there, so. But, yeah, it definitely threw me for a whirlwind. Do you feel like um, experiencing the pandemic has impacted your view (laughs) of being a nurse? And, like, does it kind of make you want to work harder? Does it make you feel like you want to quit? Like, yeah different career path like how are you feeling yeah I mean it depends on the day honestly (laughs) like you could ask me one day and I'd be like I love this so much like more than anything and then the next day I'm like in tears like felt like I was a failure you know and just like a really it depends sometimes some days you have super busy days and you're just like I can't even do half these things or keep up with half these things because I just feel like there's so much going on at once and especially with COVID patients you know I'm every shift I have at least one COVID positive patient and these guys can just like we call it crumping (laughs) (laughs) they can crump real easily so basically like they could decompensate real fast um decompensate like like their condition will worsen really exactly exactly so their condition will change like really quickly out of nowhere and so then your whole focus is on them because you know this is like a respiratory thing and that's one of the main focuses they tell us to um it's called the abc so airway breathing circulation those are our priorities like hands down those always come first and so you really do have to prioritize especially when you have covid patients who are crumping um (laughs) and that just takes away from other people so you know those days are really hard and I'm like you know what what did I get myself into and then other days you know we have so much support and like you know worldwide like everyone's got our backs and we're just being thanked consistently like I walk down the street and people are thanking me and you know that's just like the stuff we need that like yeah that's what keeps us going honestly it sounds so cheesy but it's so true like those small compliments like hey you're doing a really good job today I know it's really hard but you're keeping it together and you're you're doing what you need to do and you're you're doing it really well like that stuff is so is what gets me going like Aww. I don't know I can, go, <laughs> I can literally go on and on and on about it I don't know it's just it's it's made me really proud to be a nurse and to be a part of the profession and I'm so proud of my coworkers and I have such a great support system at work so honestly I love what I do at the end of the day when I lay my head on my pillow I'm like wow this is crazy I'm a nurse like what we were in college like yesterday yeah (laughs) do do you find that like the older like is there um like how do the older nurses feel about that like like, do they want to quit or are they motivated kind of thing? Because, like, I'm sure that they've seen, like, I, I'm just trying to gauge, like, is this just something that they obviously didn't see coming, but they're a little more, like, more prepared for it, maybe? Yeah, I think, like, in that case, they might be a little bit more prepared. It depends on the person, though. Um, For me, you know, like, an experienced nurse versus a new nurse, I'm still trying to learn my way around learning policies, learning, like, the norms of how to take care of, you know, certain patients with certain diagnoses and mm. experienced nurses kind of have that background. So I think like the experienced nurses that I've worked with seem to have a little bit more, um, they're a little more aware mm. of themselves and like what needs to be done. And I think that they're like working really hard through it. Um, I'm not, sh- I can't speak for them. So I don't know if they've ever experienced anything like this in the past um but what I that was awesome my I had a family friend um who we actually haven't talked to in a long time but she is a nurse her daughter was in my school growing up and she texted my mom recently and reached out and was like how is Sam doing I know it's her first year I like she's been a nurse for like 20 plus years Mm -hmm. she was like you know during my first year of nursing it was the AIDS epidemic and I really I I understand what she's going through and I just want her to know that like if she needs any advice to reach like don't hesitate to reach out and I was like wow that's crazy like I didn't even realize like some nurses have already been through yeah yeah these pandemics and epidemics before so I don't know I think it just depends especially on 
your area of specialty, but you know, we have a couple of experienced nurses or a bunch of experienced nurses actually who are like killing it. So that's good. That's good to hear. That, yeah. that is so interesting because I feel like so often we hear this is the first of our like first of its kind. Like we've never yeah. experienced anything like this before. Like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. but it is interesting to think back and like when we really look back, it's like, well, we had the HIV AIDS epidemic, we had yeah. the Spanish flu, we had even like Zika and Ebola and Exactly. I, I and know. obviously it wasn't like the same thing or like or, yeah. cer- it's like yeah, different the scale or whatever yeah. but it is like important to I think remind yourself that like this is not the end of humanity kind of thing yeah, yeah. Like, we like we're evolved enough to develop the you know vaccines and med- medicine and yeah but yeah exactly yeah. it's definitely reassuring it's reassuring for sure just like thinking about that hey like this has not been the first time that we've had a pandemic or it's not the first time we've had an epidemic like this has happened this is his like it history repeats itself and we just have I mean of course they're all different but you know we've gotten through it so yeah it's always reassuring (laughs) do you think that uh working as a nurse during COVID-19 has impacted you in terms of like your stress even outside of work like do you feel like it's harder to leave work at work and be chill at home kind of thing yeah and and this is this question kind of bred from like I was saying to Annalise like I've heard and I think you have too like reports of like nurses who have had like like terrible dreams and like basically symptoms of PTSD from all of this so I'm just gonna like we're just wondering like how has it been outside of work and yeah and like really quickly but like obviously I work in uh, mental health research and one mm-hmm. thing that we have been really conscious of and uh, working a lot on is um, just like the way the SARS epidemic impacted healthcare workers and mm-hmm. um, things like that. And like, like a lot of them do have symptoms of PTSD and we're seeing that again with COVID-19. So it, it is like so interesting how it impacts you even when you leave the hospital and go home like we just have to be so conscious and aware of that and like what can we do to like make sure that those people are okay at the end of the day yeah yeah I mean I think what you're doing is awesome and like there's so many great resources out there for people like not even just healthcare workers but just like mindful mindfulness activities and like you know things to keep your mental health in check during this time because everyone's being impacted in their own way. Um, But yeah, I mean, I could say so many different things about outside of work. You know, some days I'm like, I just don't even want to think about COVID, but it's just our lives right now. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, Do you find that you're like thinking a lot about your patients when you're home or do you find that like you can kind of shut it off? So a lot of the times leading up to work, um, I tend to have a little bit of anxiety about not really knowing what to expect, like not knowing what's going to be there for me when I get there, who I'm going to be taking care of, like what their day is going to be like, if like they're going to end up having to be stepped up to the ICU. Like you just really never know, especially with these COVID patients, they just flip a switch and all of a sudden they're just not doing well at all um so that's been a little bit hard to kind of block out of my mind leading up to going to work but overall I find that I'm able to keep myself distracted in other ways when I do have time Mm -hmm. off like with my roommates and you know like exercise and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but um definitely have to be mindful at all times like when I'm out in public like on a walk I try to be courteous to others in terms of like wearing a mask and keeping myself distance because like I have been exposed and I don't want to get more people sick, of course. Um, But it's just, it's interesting because I always think about like, you know, I'm more likely to get this, get infected from this at work than I am anywhere else. Right. Because I'm literally working, like touching these patients that have this 
um, virus. And I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting to think of it that way Um, in terms of other people too, like non-nurses who, you know, don't have this exposure three times a week for basically 40 hours a week. Um, Yeah. Wow. Do you, have you been tested? Like, do they test you regularly? Um, no. So they don't unless you're symptomatic. Um, so I haven't been symptomatic, so I haven't been tested, but they have done like a study where, um, you could have gotten your blood tested for antibodies. Um, I actually didn't, the spots filled up so fast that I didn't get to be a part of that, but there are a lot of, um, hospitals and, you know, medical facilities that are implementing that so that you can have the opportunity to see, and it's all part of research, which is pretty cool and see if you have the antibodies, but that also doesn't necessarily mean that you've had COVID or that you have it currently. So, yeah. My sister actually just got her antibody test at like a lab core or whatever it's called. Really? Blessed. Yeah. Wow. You just get it. Like, I don't know, like if your doctor has to order it or like what the deal is, but you can pretty mm-hmm. much just like stroll up and get it. Although it's like a hundred dollars. I think that's yeah. so interesting to see, like, like, I know that they were saying with the antibody testing isn't like an end all be all for like, if you have it or have it or whatever, but I think it would be really interesting to like test a, a sizable sample of the population and get an idea of like who has the antibodies. Yeah. Because yeah. aren't they saying that like a lot more people are carrying it than, than we, we know. Because of like the asymptomatic deal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd yeah. just be fascinated to see just, like, because at this point, I feel like so many people have been exposed. Like, I've we've both, you know, we've all probably been exposed. You, yeah. I mean, Sam, you obviously definitely yeah. have been exposed. But I just... But for all we know, like, it could be your neighbor. Like, right. you, you really don't know. But, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. The antibody testing is awesome because if you are positive, you can donate your plasma and literally save a life. Right. Because those antibodies, if you have them, like, that is so, I mean, there have been so many cases where we've given plasma to our patients, and they're, they just do so much better. So here's a question, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, and this is, like, mm-hmm. purely personal. So, <laughs> so if I have, like, pretty low iron, um and I like normally wouldn't be able to donate blood. Can I donate plasma or does that not work? Well, plasma is in blood, right? Right. Or is, but like, it, it, uh, hmm. Do you, so no. wait, wait, when you donate plasma, are you just like donating blood? So it's not like, like when you're donating your blood, they separate the components into different parts. Oh. Um, so like I can transfuse a patient with plasma or I can transfuse a, patient with red blood cells or I can transfuse them with platelets so it's literally different parts separated um my face right now is like, a- <laughs> <laughs> like what? so I guess they would just take the same amount of blood like point blank right yeah so they would take the same amount of blood and then just um they would separate all the parts but I'm pretty sure it would just be I'm pretty sure you could because the iron is part of the red blood cell. Yeah. Component. I'm not, I'm well, here's not what, 100% sure, but. Here's what I'll do. Okay. I have to get my blood tested at the end of next week so I can go on Accutane. So then mm-hmm. maybe I'll see if they can check my iron and then like, just see what that is. Can you not give blood yeah. your iron as well? Oh. And then. Huh? How do you know that? How do you know? I've always known it. Oh, because I have anemia. Oh, right, 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 right. (laughs) (laughs) But then, yeah, and then I'll just like stroll up. I'll be like, "Hey, like, don't look at my iron. Just like take the blood. Wink, wink, nudge, wink, nudge, nudge. nudge. If I pass out, just like ignore it. Like for the love of God, just like keep going. um... Like pass out, just drain me dry. (laughs) Yeah." Oh my gosh. Oh wait, no shit. Because the other thing is I got a tattoo less than a year ago. Oh. oh. But like I don't get 
that because I think I don't either to be honest I really like, don't are they gonna know <laughs> you know what I mean because just... unless you tell them yeah because I just feel like blood is in so low supply right now like I didn't yeah I I know I, I really like... want to go donate well the needle the tattoo thing isn't that to like prevent like, like HIV, HIV. Right. so if you get an HIV test and like AIDS te- and like just like make sure that you're not yeah. HIV positive I think that you could lie but they test it for you when you donate blood oh they always double check yeah because they have to they have to make sure because in case you do like say you do have hiv they don't want to give that blood to somebody god that'd be a mess yeah Yeah, so they do they do like double and triple checks but okay do you (laughs) so so you know so but but okay, so say I got tested for and and I could just walk into like lab four and get an antibody antibody test. Say I tested positive for antibodies. Do I could I then go to that same lab core and be like I want to donate my blood or like where do you donate That's antibody wrong. blood? Anti usually so usually you would just go to any um like like uh Red Cross wherever like the Red Cross oh, yeah. is, they would just take your pla- take your plasma. Um, and then they would just, I mean, they, I'm pretty sure, honestly, I've never donated blood because when I was in high school, I didn't weigh enough. How the hell was that? I had a friend, I also had a friend who didn't weigh enough. But I think they just, like, filter out the plasma. I I don't know how it works. This is so bad. I need to learn. No, 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 it's okay. I mean, that's not your, you're not a phlebotomist. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, so then they would, they would do it at anywhere. And then, um, I guess you would just bring proof that you have antibodies and then they mark it probably, or they probably even test it as well when you donate blood. At this point, they probably are testing all blood to see if people have antibodies. So it's just. Um, good to know yeah good yeah because i feel like we don't hear that much about the like plasma blood thing but i have Mm -hmm. been hearing a lot that they need more yeah it's become more of a prominent thing at our hospital like i'll get patients and in report they'll be like oh yeah they got the convalescent plasma which is just the donated plasma and i'm like oh that makes it honestly makes me so happy because we've had such great success with it so that's That's so good Okay, that's what we need. How often can you donate blood? Oh, man. You got to wait, like, weeks. Oh. I think it's, like, six weeks-ish. Yeah, it's, like, about two months. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I donate blood, like, in the fall of our senior year. You're fine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's June. Although it doesn't feel like June. It literally feels like February. I I can't believe we're halfway through this year. I know. (laughs) I think the Red Cross needs to, like, put more vans up in places. Because, There's a van that we walked past. Uh, (laughs) No, that was the breast cancer van. Oh. That's where they smush your boobs. The mammograms. (laughs) (laughs) Put your boob in a panini press. That's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, they do. They do breast cancer screening in, like, a bus. Yeah. I've never There's seen that. That's so cool. That, that comes I think Susan G. Coleman does it. Yeah. Um, but probably. But yeah, my this is kind of off topic. But like our school campus used to have like the blood drive. Yeah. I think I'm. Oh no, I'm not wearing a shirt. Um, but my work sent out an email like in the fall, like kind of after we, after I had just started, and was just like, oh, we're gonna do a blood drive, like uh let me know if you want to the hr lady was like let me know if you want to donate blood and then like we'll get it all scheduled and i replied like oh i want to donate blood but like it never came to fruition and i think it was because the email was so vague like if you want to donate blood let me and it wasn't like at this time i think like if they had said like on this date at this time more people would have responded but it was just kind of like do you want to donate and i said yes because like i just think it's so like one of the most simplest things that you could do to help someone else is donate yeah. blood. I know and, it's really and awesome. I just yeah, my mom's work said her work has a van come up every now and again to you know give blood, and I just that's my rant. Sorry, um, any managers yeah, out there? That'd be awesome. Listen to my suggestions. <laughs> you should bring it up at work. You should be like an advocate for that. You know, I should our HR lady is very nice, so I bet she. I mean, not now because every everything in my office right now is like obviously. Yeah. I'm going back to work this week, and like, it's you know, tightened up, locked down. Like, 
this stairwell's up this one's down don't use the elevators with more than one person kind of as it should be yeah i don't think they would let anyone else on the premises so what sort of precautions have you been taking outside of work because you talked a little bit about like you're being trying to be more mindful of it and what advice do you have for the public the general public to like help protect protect them yeah protect protect So, uh, like I mentioned, I live with three other nurses. So, basically, we've kind of just been coming home from work and self-quarantining at home together, which has been really awesome. Like, I'm so thankful that I have them. Who Like, they're still working yeah. and they're still here. Um, yeah, so it's been really great. We've actually become, like, super close, which is awesome. And we just spend a lot of time together. We do fun things together. Um, but our main focus, especially when this first was – starting and when it was at its peak you know when we had all those big spikes especially down in dc we made it a thing to just make sure we were staying at home like really keeping our distance from other people um not seeing other people like two of my roommates have boyfriends like we didn't have anyone come to the house like all that stuff um so that's just one way that we we went about it uh also like lots of um grocery orders and like I don't know we we also have been ordering out a lot which is killing our bank accounts but also it's been really great just like supporting local businesses and trying out new restaurants that we've never tried Mm. Um, so I'm actually like really excited because I've found some new favorites and I'm looking forward to like actually going to the restaurants when they Um. open yeah so that's been fun um trying to think of other things like I said like if I go out I wear a mask so like when you're Um, when you're like leaving work like that like you clock out you're good mm -hmm. to go you've done all your paperwork when you like do you have to leave your scrubs at the hospital like do you wash them at the hospital or do you like just go home and then immediately go right to the shower or like do you yeah so it's Usually the ICUs and, like, the people who normally wear the hospital scrubs are wearing the hospital scrubs. We just wear our normal everyday scrubs. Mm. Um, and so I don't wash them at the hospital. I actually wear them home. But literally the second I walk up to my house, I take off my shoes. I, like, put my bag down. I run straight to the shower <laughs> and then just, like, get all washed up. I have, like, a separate space for all my scrubs. Um try to keep everything separate and clean and away from that stuff and I do like this whole scrub down of like all my things with just alcohol wipes that I bring home from work um Mm. yeah it's like a it's like a thing that at all four of us we absolutely have to take our shoes off before we get in the house because that's just just one way to keep things clean um but yeah when I'm walking home like I don't have a very far commute which is really nice you know I walked to and from work so yeah that's a usually yeah it's pretty nice I just try to avoid like walking next to people I'll literally walk in the street the whole way home if I have to um just to like stay away and people are in my neighborhood are like super mindful as well because they are like really close to the to the hospital so they're aware that you know nurses and doctors are walking to and from work there are a lot of nurses that live around here actually so people are super respectful of that as well and mindful like you know we're wearing scrubs we're obviously just getting off of work so um yeah stuff like that do you have like a routine to like decompress when you get home um I actually don't um I don't know I think the one thing that I do and I I did this like even pre-covid just my way of de-stressing is I either like blast music or I'll call my family on the walk home or like call friends and stuff and just catch up anything like I do really try especially now more than ever to leave work at the door when I walk Mm -hmm. out Um, and sometimes that is hard living with three other nurses like we do sometimes vent to each other or we'll talk about our experiences and like you know share what went on yeah like if we had a hard day like sometimes you just need a day you know um so I don't know I 
honestly would say every every night, every morning is different. Sometimes I like to treat myself maybe a little too often, <laughs> especially during this pandemic. But yeah, I don't necessarily have a routine. I didn't really get into one, but it just depends on my how my day went, I guess. Um, what do you like recommend for like lay people? <laughs> like like <laughs> no because like I feel like it it gets really confusing as like states are reopening and and whatnot like what is like safe to do what is not well, safe to do like I think there's been if I if I may be so bold I think the like the whole thing is like the, the summer has hit at the exact time where like states are starting to try and reopen so I think that like mm-hmm the natural need to be outside is, like, compounded by the fact that, like, we can now be outside. So I think that people are, like, forgetting that, like, this is supposed to be, like, a phased thing. And they're just going to be like, oh, yeah. it's summer now. Like, I think a lot of people are starting to also, like, come out of their seasonal depression, maybe. Yeah. And so I think right. I think that that's not been good. But... Yeah, I mean, like the temptation of summer and like this beautiful weather how can you not like hang out with your friends or go out for a drink you know like it's just like this season for that and I think it's really hard for people to you know put COVID in the forefront and be like you know I shouldn't do this or I should be really mindful but I think there's ways to have fun and see your friends in like a very safe way um we went for a hike today yeah like that's awesome I love that we have you know our masks on only when we passed people on the trip yeah yeah um like I saw Liz recently and we did a hike too and we were definitely mindful of that as well um I don't know it's just it's really hard but at the same time I was talking to my friend today like you it's kind of at the point where we can't be in quarantine right. forever, you yeah. know? Like, there's some point when we have to go and do our everyday thing and, like, go back to normal lives. And it is good that we're doing it in phases just to kind of slowly ease back into it. But I was thinking about it as, like, you know when you're a baby and you're just, like, touching things and you just put everything yeah. in your mouth, like, things that are on the ground. Like, you're literally building up your immune system to fight off, like, sickness yeah and I I don't mean to like compare it to that but in a way like we kind of need to not expose ourselves but you know get back out there in the environment with our friends with people we haven't seen in a while and yeah I mean I don't know like the flu yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I mean there's gonna be consequences of it of course like unfortunately we're probably going to have a lot of people get it, but you know, we just can't stay in quarantine it, forever. It, like, it's just not. It's a interesting reality. that you bring up the baby analogy though, because I did hear someone talking about, like someone said like, um, like, Oh, I feel bad for new mothers at this time because like baby, like you're supposed to like take babies outside, like, in the world and like they can't yeah. so like babies who are at that like pivotal point and like forming their immune system mm-hmm. the ones who have to take outside mm-hmm. someone was like commenting about that and I don't really know anything about raising a kid thank god like yeah I don't know I just thought that was interesting that you brought that up because I just feel bad for those mothers too it's I feel all- bad for a lot of people it's honestly yeah. something I did not think about either because like I kind of forgot that there were other diseases out there to be honest like you know what I mean yeah yeah, that's the thing is like I I might low-key become a germaphobe after this because like like now I'm just aware of like everything that I that could be contaminated with germs that could make me sick and even when COVID Mm -hmm. dies down I think I'm still gonna look at like door handles and be like oh my god the germs on that yeah and so I have to, I want to try and not do that because, I mean, like, I literally went into a public restroom today for, like, the first time. I did not touch a single thing. Excuse me. I used a a piece of toilet paper for, like, every single thing that I touched. Like, I did not touch anything in there. And then I was like, 
I'm never like this is gonna be like my way of life like you know what I mean yeah well I mean hopefully the world's gonna be with us so we're not the crazy ones (laughs) I mean like the other thing but the (laughs) other thing okay is that I have obsessive compulsive disorder yeah I've had it since I was very Mm -hmm. very young so like I've always Mm -hmm. had a degree of like being a germaphobe yes um definitely I feel a little bit like vindicated vindicated right now like I'm not even gonna lie I think I'm gonna be <laughs> years for all the yeah. OCD years this is yeah. this is for you shout out to you guys <laughs> I think I've been the opposite yeah. of a germaphobe my entire life and now I'm going to be a germaphobe yeah I know I know it's just I don't know like can you imagine like us sharing drinks I know. at the bar yeah. Like when will not we even ever like do that again? Things, but like I just look at being I've I've literally thought about this before. Like thinking about going back to normal life and like going back out because like honestly is like just going, going to out. a bar and dancing. Yeah. That's like the one thing you really can't do because you're in a crowd you're yeah, shoulder touching. to shoulder with seven yeah. everyone's sweating, <laughs> everyone's drinking, spitting on you, fucking there's probably piss on the floor. Yeah. Like, like there's people making I know. the corner like, all the germs. Yeah. like when am I ever when am I ever gonna get to like, holy <laughs> crap like what oh and then the other thing is like literally there were so many times like especially like I want to go out so bad I know I'm sorry. but it's just like I feel like there were so many times when like I, I would literally meet some this is like so bad and so unsafe of me but like I'm not gonna lie I used to do it like, if I was, like, with a group of friends and, like, even if, like, there were a couple times I'd be with a group of friends, somebody comes that, like, you know, other people know, but I don't know this person, right? So, it's my first time meeting said person. They buy a drink. I ask mm-hmm. them what they're drinking. They're like, you want to try it? And then I just take a drink out of their drink. That's dangerous. I, just, I know it's I dangerous. I like, know it's from, like, a pandemic level, like, a drugged level. I That's... know. I don't know why I did it, but I used, to, I, I used to do it. I'm not even. Oh, no. That reminds me of this time, which was not even that long ago because, you know, it was freaking, like, March. Like- I go on a date. Yeah, it felt like forever ago. It might have even been the end of February. I go on a date with this guy, and I kid you not, he had gone on a weekend trip to Italy. Italy. He went for the weekend, came back. I went to, like, this beer garden with him, and he asked me to try his drink. That was the weekend (gasps) that they started shutting things down in Italy. And I was like, I guess what I did. I fucking, I fucking I see on the news, I see on the news the next day that they're shutting Italy down and I literally had a panic attack. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, do I tell my mom that I just went on a date with a guy who was in Italy and I drank his drink? Oh my god. It was so bad. But he was fine. I literally texted him for three weeks after. Was not interested in the guy at all. Sorry. Sorry to him i'm so sorry but i texted him for three weeks after being like are you having any symptoms i'm not even kidding and he's like no one wait, wait, wait are you okay and i'm like I but i think also okay. what's so funny is didn't you have mono at this time oh, oh my god yeah. oh my god what if you got wait, mono from that guy wait. maybe i did I don't even know. Yeah, that was a rough time in my life. I was trying to figure out who I got that from. I really didn't know, but maybe it was him. Maybe I'm feeling that I did have COVID, but, but you know, this you was just me thinking it? things. Yeah, no, so I was tested for mono and that came oh. back positive. And then literally before, okay, so I'm like on my way out of the urgent care and she had just swabbed me for COVID. Like, I just got swabbed. They were going to send it out. At this time, it took, like, two weeks for COVID tests to come back. Like, super, super slow process. Um, And then right before I leave, she comes back and she's like, you know what? I kind of want to test you for mono. And then we got a test and it came back positive. And then she was like, okay, we're not going to send the COVID test then because we ruled that out. Like, mm, you had But you could have had both. But then I could have had both because at that time, like, they hadn't been doing a whole lot of I mean, they were actively doing research, of course, but, like, 
they didn't yeah. know a lot about COVID. So, I mean, you can have COVID and still have like another respiratory or like another viral yeah. illness. Um, so, I don't know. I don't wow. Know. <laughs> it's crazy. Maybe I got mono from also, him. Wow. Someone say daddy's money. What? Oh, for going to Italy for the weekend? What? Sorry, I just had to like draw Wait. attention to that. Like, what? Wait, did what? he go to Italy just for the weekend? Oh yeah, so like he had ties to people there because he like studied oh. abroad there like oh. twice. What? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So he just went for the weekend to go visit his old professors that is and friends. That's stupidest. Like, oh my gosh. It's not stupid. It's brilliant if you have money. No, no, but like, how are you going to waste that much time on a plane? You know what I mean? I, I mean, don't know. You, I don't know. I don't know. It was like a long weekend. It was probably four days. Okay. But still, <laughs> yeah, still. Like two days of tra- two days yeah. of travel. So I don't even know if it's worth it. But apparently, it was worth it. Even after COVID broke out, there he still said it. Was I mean, worth it's it, a red so. eye flight, so it's that's like, true. It's like a you sleep. Yeah. Like, if you're yeah, going to sleep, why not true. sleep on your way to right. Italy? Why not do something with your sleep? Yeah. Traveling your sleep. Yeah. It's like sleepwalking, but on steroids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have any, like, words of advice or encouragement or just any words, period, for other health work- care workers during this pandemic? Um, I think the biggest thing is to just support one another because everyone's being impacted by it in some way, whether it's like on a bigger scale, like you're in the ICU or, you know, you're working with only one out of your four patients or COVID. Um, so I think just like giving each other that support is really important. And like I said, just being uplifting and, being positive is super helpful even like people that aren't nurses or doctors that I don't work with consistently throughout the day I just make it a point to let them know that they're appreciated even if they're doing like background work because it really is not possible without everybody else like the pharmacists or like the people who clean the rooms and the units like that's huge that job is so important like, little things like that. I don't know. I just, you know, people are going through hard stuff at home, yeah, too, yeah. with families. And it's not even just healthcare workers. So, I don't know. Just being positive and supporting each other is important. Exactly. <laughs> For, like, people who, like, are students now or, like, recently graduated and are going into healthcare, do you have any, like, words of advice for, like, for them entering into this shit show or maybe if they're on the edge if they if they don't know if that's what they want to do yeah 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 I definitely think it's a big learning experience for them um you know it's scary and we have some new nurses that started like in February who came literally right when this started and they're trying to learn the ropes but also like the ropes are so different because so many policies changed and like so many new practices are being put in place just because of COVID. Um, I don't know. You just got to take it day by day. Everything's constantly changing, but it's such a good learning experience. And like, if this is really what you want to do at the end of the day, like you'll make it happen do you, and you'll do it. Did, um, did, um, did universities start putting their, um, their student nurses back in or no? Cause I know. Back- no so I guess I mean I don't know if they would right now if say it were like the middle of the semester I'm not sure like at what point they would let students come back like we don't have any of our med students our med students literally stopped coming in probably two weeks into it like they really really had them not come to the hospital and we have a good amount of med students I'm not sure I think like I think the biggest thing in the beginning yeah. was exposure, like limiting the exposure. And also they're doing a lot of the interviewing of patients. Mm-hmm. Like they do 
um, like their fir- their job when they first come in is to they each get assigned like one or two patients and they have to do an interview. And like if you're having a COVID patient, like they can't go in these COVID rooms because we're trying to limit the amount of people that go in to save protective yeah. gear. And so that would just be like not a waste because I don't want to say it like that, but that would just yeah. be too many people, you know. Um, so yeah, they haven't been in. I'm curious to see. If they'll be there, you know, come August, which is only in two months. (laughs) That's another thing I was thinking about. Like, I I think I, like, when it turned to June, like, when time turned to June, I, like, it almost, like, slapped me in the face. I was like, oh, my God, we're halfway through this year. Yeah. Like, because I think people kept saying, like, you know, it's been everyone on social media being like, oh, 2020 sucks. Like, 2020 is the worst year yet. Blah, 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 blah. And I kept thinking to myself, like, yeah, like, it, it sucked so far. But, like, we're still in, like, the first few months of the year. Like, we have a we have a while to go. And then it turned to June. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. We're halfway through the year. And we're still, like, in the trenches. Yeah. I haven't seen you in I so know. long. I literally haven't seen you both since February. <laughs> February. Literally since since when, when we were all time? here. When, when was we were the last all time in DC? Literally. Because like when we were on the rooftop bar, we had the full weekend together and we did brunch. Was that Justin's birthday? Yeah. Justin's oh my birthday. god. Yeah. Sorry. I just That was the last time I saw you guys. That was a marathon. That was the last time we like went out or did anything. Holy shit. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, I, I miss you. I, I, I miss you guys. Banger of a weekend. Yeah, I mean that was go a good end. I know. Shouts out! Shouts out! <laughs> that is a good way to start yeah. our quarantine. All right, see you next year. Shouts out to our friends. Shouts out I to think- all you guys, all of our friends. That was a yeah. bomb yeah. last weekend. I think I'm at the point now where like I would be okay to go to brunch at like a low-key brunch yeah. restaurant because brunch is like you're sitting at a table yeah you're not really like mingling with other people I mean I was yeah. talking um I with know. my therapist who actually had a career in public health and then recently transitioned mm-hmm. to becoming a therapist um <laughs> so uh she was kind of saying like you know go to the outdoor places like go to an outdoor restaurant and like sit across from somebody because she's like you know you have the table in between you it's open air like that kind of thing yeah is, like it's a true. good way to socialize like basically her like takeaway was like being outside is gonna be safer than like being in the same room as somebody kind of thing inside yeah. because then you're like you know yeah there's nowhere else for your spit to go yeah it's trapped in there you know yeah, I think I've become a little bit more, um, like, open to the idea yeah. of doing things in public, but, of course, being, like, super cautious and mindful of the fact right. that I'm a nurse. Other people aren't exposed right. to this as much as I am. But I think that, like I said, you can do – you can still have a lot of fun totally. in a safe way. And, like, my roommates and I actually just went down um, to a restaurant the other day. And that was the first time that I had actually done something because I was very hesitant in the beginning when this, when Mm -hmm. the phase started. Um, But it was like the way that people are doing it and the way restaurants are doing it, it's pretty professionally done. And like everyone's being super cautious, which I appreciate a lot. I I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast yet, but my sister, I tell you my sister um, started working at a restaurant and they Connecticut it was this in in Connecticut and they Connecticut just like opened up restaurant like phase whatever for the restaurants to open up and but they're mm-hmm. only allowed to have people sitting outside obviously mm-hmm. well I think it's actually changed now I think they can go inside but when she started working they were only allowed to have people outside and she was working like the first weekend that this was lifted so one of the times she went into work, it was, like, bad weather outside. So Ooh. the owner of the restaurant was like, oh, come on inside, everyone. Like, against Connecticut law, against state law. Oh and the cops were called. Oh. And the cops showed up. And the owner ga- or manager, whoever, gave everyone, 
like employee form employee like like um what's it called application application forms and told the cops like oh, oh we're having a staff meeting like all these people are applying what the fuck yeah oh my gosh so in the last like, few days that i was at home what? i was like with my sister who was being a waitress for like yeah. that and i was um <sighs> Like, okay, bye. Thank you. <laughs> Although I do have to say, the restaurant where she went had really good wings. Nope. <laughs> I want to know how you guys feel about going mm. back to work and, like, what... Yeah. What, how you're transitioning. Like, what yeah, you're doing I'm... to prepare. Well, I shaved my legs. <laughs> which I, I haven't done <laughs> since lockdown started. It started out because I was just kind of like, oh, fuck it. I'm nah. not going to see anyone. But then it got to a point where I was just like, you know what? This is a challenge. It's like a it's like a man's no-shave November. Yeah. Except it's a no-shave quarantine and it's going way longer than a month. My armpit hair got to like an inch at one point. Ew! <laughs> oh my god! Did you braid them? I shaved my armpit hair though like last week. Um, but I shaved my legs like oh my just god. in the shower tonight. So that was my first step. Um, <laughs> I... My work is put together little like kits for us to come back which is like it oh, was uh-huh. it's like a lunch box or like a lot it's like a huge lunch box because it because our fridge is shut down so it's meant to like hold a lot of stuff i guess i don't know um and then oh, wow. um uh what's it called one of those like metal like coffee to go mug things yeti 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 mugs um i don't know if it's actually yeti oh, brand because i haven't seen it but they're calling it a yeti cup um, they're giving everyone face masks. They're giving everyone hand sanitizer. I don't think they're giving us gloves. Um, they have the bathrooms. This is all stuff I've been told. I haven't actually been to the office yet. Um, but the bathrooms all have new signage, and the middle stall in the women's bathroom is like shut down. So you're forced to go and like one of the two end stalls yeah so like there's only three stalls so like you're forced to go in like the first or the third so there's at least six feet of distance and like they don't want more than two people in the bathroom at the same time um only one person in the elevator at a time there's two stairwells like a front stairwell and a back stairwell and like one is up one is down kind of thing wow um they're also staggering Mm -hmm. it so i only are going to the office tuesday thursday and every other friday and so, like, the people around me then go Monday, Wednesday, every other Friday. So, like, the office only operates at, like, half oh, wow. capacity. Well, like, not full capacity. Yeah. There are some people, like, the VPs and, like, directors who go in every single day and have been going in for, like, a month now. But, yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of our office. Mentally, I don't, I don't know how I'm preparing. I don't want to go back because I don't want to wear clothes Clothes. (laughs) like i'm so comfortable like i yeah i hate this is something that i hated before covid but i just hate having to wear office clothes um but i also am kind of excited to go back because i think my brain is getting bored with home and my productivity is waning and i think i need to switch Mm -hmm. it up uh yeah, personally um my work has decided we're not going back to the office till 2021 um that's not oh my god so, um <laughs> what i'm doing to prepare is nothing um we came back to the i mean i came back to the apartment so that'll be like a different setting for me um yeah, i'm so happy. it's yeah. very interesting because i'm you know still a newer employee so like i'm trying to like do training mm-hmm. on microsoft teams and uh mm. it's fine i like working from home um uh it's just you know it is what it is the positive thing is we got matched with a foster cat today yeah so yeah, yeah oh my the gosh. new cat's gonna be my co-worker yeah his name is petals Aww. yeah she's a little she's one oh but gosh. she's already had kittens so she's yeah. a little slut, teen mom that's fine. <gasps> she's a little slut but she's our little <laughs> slut yeah i mean i don't know but like personally like mom. i feel like you know, this weekend I started going back into like retail stores because obviously I had to. Like my dad and my mom weren't there to grocery yeah. shop for me and whatever. But I dragged you uh, to yeah. Target because I yeah. was I was like I want to go to Target. Yeah, I mean we needed cleaning supplies and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, we did. Um, I mean like personally, like 
my main focus is just like if I'm hanging out with people being outside keeping my distance I don't know I'm I'm nervous about things and I do feel anxious about like just like you know the way things are going and I obviously don't want anybody to get sick and I don't want anybody I know to get sick and I don't want to be sick but yeah I can't wait to listen back to this in like a year two years I I don't want to think about hopefully we're not all like hopefully the second wave isn't that bad and it's not like we don't sound stupid but yeah I mean I think we'll get better at like handling it and and that kind of thing and the hard thing is that it is such a new thing and like we are learning more about it every day and like research is always being done so like I don't know I feel like my opinion of it and like fear of it will change as new information becomes available yeah and Sam I remember you you were saying this is something that I wanted to touch on you were saying how like you were being told at work like this is something that you should be prepared for for like the rest of your career like there's just always going to be COVID patients every year yeah Um, yeah this is just going to be a thing like I mean if you think about it the AIDS epidemic like we have people unfortunately being diagnosed with that still to this day of course like there are treatment options and things that we can give those people but yeah this is just going to be the new not the new norm per se like our whole lives aren't going to be consumed by COVID and quarantine but we're going to be seeing it and like people are going to be getting this for you know years on end and this is just going to be a new normal in terms of people that we take care of SARS is still around or is that pretty yeah so so like this is actually a type of SARS. Um, there are like a bunch of different strains, like kind of like influenza strains, like flu strains. Um, yeah, so this is actually, we, I know at our hospital, we were testing people for SARS in like December, oh, wow. I think, is what I was told. Yeah, like, this is just something that's been around. Um, I'm reading the <laughs> WHO website right now because I, I want to hear about uh, yeah. SARS. I know, yeah, I, I did know that, like, SARS and COVID were, like, the same kind of thing. Brand. Brand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, COVID is a type of SARS. Right. There's, like, a certain amount of different subtypes. Isn't the common cold, like, technically a corona... Like, isn't a coronavirus, like, a... It's, like, the shape of the bacteria or something that I... Where did I read that from? That's from the... This podcast will kill you. Oh. They said that, like, basically it's coronavirus, which could be, like, a cold. It could be SARS. It could be MRSA. Or it could be COVID-19 is like the different strains i can't wait till covid19 has a better name than yeah covid19 well okay so according to the who currently no areas of the world are reporting transmission of SARS. since the end of the global epidemic in july 2003 sars has reappeared four <gasps> times three times from laboratory accidents you Dumb idiot. <laughs> oh and once in southern China, where the source of infection remains undetermined, although there is circumstantial evidence of animal to human transmission. This is from WHO, the World Health Organization. Yeah. So basically, it's like not really a huge deal right now. Um, That's good. Fascinating. Wait. Yeah. So like, stars. COV2 is the novel coronavirus that causes COVID-19. So, yeah. So, that's the one type. And it's really interesting because when this first started, when we were testing people, like, it pops up on our computers. Like, we look at all the results of all all the tests that Mm -hmm. we've done on people. And so, we were, like, looking and all these SARS things are popping up, like, not detected, not detected, not detected. And then, we're like, wait, how... Like, where is coronavirus, though? And then I, like, looked into it. Like, we looked into it more. Of course, we were, like, still learning um, about all this stuff. Yeah, so it's just one specific strain. It's so – I. it's so weird. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, and then there's SARS, like, 
COVE. I don't know if they call it COVE or COV. It's the beta coronavirus that causes severe acute respiratory syndrome. Hmm. So that's just like a respiratory illness. There's like different types of corona. It's so weird. I don't know. What we're dealing with, though, is the novel coronavirus. Not the beta. (laughs) Not the alpha. (laughs) Alpha beta. The omega virus. I don't even know. <laughs> oh man, this makes me want to go have a <laughs> I'd love to know if uh... I haven't had one of those in a long time, and now it's summertime. Now I feel like I need. Did you know Corona move. sales, like it's Corona, like, like stock of the beer, like has not been doing well. Like people uh, don't want to drink I, it. I knew it wasn't doing well at the beginning, but I would have hoped that the world would have been like smartened up. But I shouldn't be surprised that it's still not no. doing well. Honestly, when I was at the liquor store, I was like, maybe I should just buy Corona just to, like, you know, help them. But I, I would do that. I totally would do that. <laughs> no, I ended up buying Flying Dog That's so nice. uh, beer because I like Flying mm. Dog. I like the name. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Well, <laughs> I love you so, so, so much. Thank you so much for coming. You. Thank, Thank you, you for, for your being work. a nurse. Yes. Oh, thanks, guys, for your support. Seriously, you guys have been so supportive the whole time, and I could not do it without you guys and your uplifting words when I'm so sad. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. This is really fun. And we will do do this this again. again.